I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to health care, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Welcome to Bringing Up Us, the podcast. I hope that you all enjoyed last week's episode with Emma Freud. I most certainly did. This week, we have someone who I'm so excited about having. And actually, when I came up with this idea for the podcast, she was on my wish list. So I'm so pleased that she said yes. It is the wonderful Jessie Cave, who is an actress, comedian, professional doodler. Everyone should check out her website, which is jessiecave.com and follow her on Instagram at Cave. She's wonderful, and I really hope that you enjoy this. Jessie Cave, I'm so excited that I slid into your DMs <laughs> and that you're here doing the podcast. Thank you for inviting me. You are most welcome. Um, I'm really excited to talk about your story because it is so fascinating and intriguing, and I just want to chat for hours. <laughs> Um, my adrenaline is already going. I had one of those mornings where it was going really well and I got Rudy out of the house and we like went and got a cup of coffee and had a hot chocolate and it was so lovely. And then I turned up at the school gate and it was Mufti Day. Oh. And he was in his school uniform and his face was like, don't make me go to oh. school like this. And so we had to run home and go and get him changed. And so our adrenaline was like, God, we're so good and so fast. And we got to school five minutes late, but it was great. Oh. So... I'm ready. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah, I am. I actually had a similar thing this morning because I I woke up. They woke up late because I'm doing my shows at the moment, so I'm we're going to sleep really, really late. And um, yeah, we he, they just did not want to go to nursery, like really. And it's just heartbreaking when they don't want to go, but you, they have to go. And they look at you, and you're like, I'm so sorry. I have to. They're like, No, mummy. They're like, Please pick me up early. And I was like, I can't pick you up early today. I'm sorry. And I. I just kind of, I remember hating school so much and I just, I don't want them to go through that. So I, I just kind of, but now I realise like that's the only way I'm, I, I need them to go today. I need them to go tomorrow. Like, and I'm having to realise that, that it's just, it's horrible, but I have to be like, nope, sorry, you have to go. Yeah. And it does get better. Do you, when you finish your show, are they, do you wake them up? They're still awake? No, but because they're so disrupted at the moment, because they're so used to me putting them to bed. Yeah. <laughs> They've had, like, my sister or Alfie and then um, babysitters, and they're just a little bit exhausted because they they wake up in the middle of because I co-sleep with them. Yeah. Um, and then I get into bed in the middle of the night, and they wake up, and they're like, Mummy, how did your show go? Oh my it's God, the best feeling in the whole entire world. You're like, guys, I went really well tonight. I know. It's really, really nice because they're half asleep when they say it. So so much goes in and you don't realise. Yeah, I know. Because I haven't said to them, like, I mean, the other day I did, like, before I did the first one, I was 
I was like lying in bed in the morning and I was like, I just went, oh. And Donnie was like, what's wrong? And I was like, oh, I'm just worried that I'm not going to be very good <laughs> on my show. And I, I didn't really think about saying it before I said it. It was like I was talking to an adult. And he was like, no, mummy, you will be good. And I was like, oh, and I, that made me feel so strong, ridiculously for the rest of the day. Um, but, you know, so everything's slightly disrupted at the moment because it's not normal. Yeah. And then now, because I haven't put them to bed in like eight days or however many days I've done it now, I um, now I, I'm kind of scared about when I have to put them to bed again because I'm worried that now other people have got their routine with them. And yeah. like you just, yeah. every day, like a couple of days with children on your own is so intense. Yeah. So if you don't do it for seven days, it's like, it feels like I haven't done it in months put them to bed it's really odd do you miss it I do miss it but then you get kind of the freedom you get when you finally have time to yourself is at first it feels wrong it feels like I'm doing something wrong and I should be at home and I should be reading them a story and I should be sitting there guarding them until <laughs> until the morning but um now that I've had a, like a little taste of what it's like you know not having to worry about what you know because someone else is looking after them it's um it is it's kind of worryingly addictive. <laughs> I get so this, no. I get such a guilt when I don't put Rudy to bed and the babysitter comes and she's just the most amazing woman and has been with us since he was born and Aww. I love her and trust her more than anything and he loves her so much. But when I don't put her to bed and then I see the story that they read at bedtime mm. and I get really sad because I'm like, I wanted to read that story to you. Yeah. And Rudy's like, You can do it again, mummy. You've got you you do it really well. Yeah. Um, exactly. Oh, it's 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 yeah. But then you, then the, the joy. So I have a friend looking after them a couple of nights, and she's so amazing with them. And I just think, oh, they love her so much, and they have such a fun time with them. And she reads the story differently to what like she does proper voices. I can't yeah. do voices. <laughs> I just have heart. So I don't do voices. <laughs> I'm just really moving. <laughs> so I'm just like, actually, no, they're having a really good time. So yeah. it's okay. Exactly. That's all that matters. Okay. Jesse, we start each episode of this podcast with the same question. Did you have an idea of the parent that you wanted to be? Or you know, did you even want to be a parent? I wanted to be a parent from three. I mean, I was one of the really odd... Well, I know it's normal. Everyone wants to, like, plays mummies and daddies and stuff. But, like, I used to fantasise about how many children I'd have from from year one. I was I was, like, I wanted to be an earth mother and I when my first ambition when everyone says oh what do you want to be when you grow up and stuff from from such a young age whenever anyone asked me that I was like I want to run an orphanage and I want to have 23 children I wanted to like have so many children and I just I I from 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 the second I was a teenager I was like I'm gonna have a baby I'm gonna have a baby I'm gonna have a baby so much so that because I never had any luck with boys, like I never, like really had a normal. Well, no, looking back, I did. But beginning when you're going through it, you think I'm so bad with boys. I yeah. never had any experiences. But now I'm looking back, actually, I did. But still, I, when I got to about twenty, I went on this mission to to get a baby via sperm donation, and I really? yeah yeah I was like properly. I went to the clinics, and because <gasps> I had polycystic ovaries. I'm when not, did you find out that you had polycystic ovaries? Really, because I never started my period. <laughs> right, that's how it works. I'm so really I just never, I never started my period. So I just, um, so I was a very odd mix of like desperately wanting to 
have a baby but also not being fertile from like I just never so I never was normal I never so when all the girls were like bleeding and gloat you know uh, boasting about their their periods in the toilets at school I would be like felt like such a fraud I was like oh, I'm not a woman yet and oh, was, but yeah I wanted to be a mother so like so when it got to about 20 I was just like okay no I think I felt like if I had a baby I would know my place in the world and I would know what I wanted to do and to be honest and it's I find it like it's slightly embarrassing to say but since I did have I do feel like I have a place <laughs> I completely agree and so I feel like slightly I was ahead of my time yeah. because I really thought okay if I have a baby then I'll get my you know I'll get my act together I'll have to you know work to like provide for the child like I'll know what I want to do it didn't work out that way it turned out that I I got quite close. Like I was about to choose sperm, really? so I'd have been approved. I'd been. I had the therapy. You have to have. Um, you have to have a, an, an assessment to see how well you are in the mind before you're allowed to do it. And obviously, because I was the youngest they'd ever seen, <laughs> <laughs> they were like shocked. And also because I had polycystic ovaries, so I wasn't like. It was like I was like an odd case, and I was there with my mum. My mum was like so supportive. I was going to say, was she? Was she like, yeah, Jessie, you can do this. Let's do this. She was supportive. She thought it was like odd but she was at the same time she was like she just she she my, I'm one of five and my mum is is an earth mother and my mum I think was just like well this is what she wants and and because uh, I have an odd career anyway it wasn't really going to affect it and so well that that's that's a different story that's a whole other, I didn't think it would affect it obviously it does we will go into that <laughs> but um so she was supportive and and actually it turned out that I didn't I didn't go through with it because I did get a job um, and then I got addicted to, I got kind of competitive with my peer group and I was thinking, okay, no, I, no, I, I am really young. And then I got into guys like in a different way. Yeah. Suddenly, suddenly it wasn't about having a baby. It was about like trying to like just have casual sex and not worry about, you know, having a baby and stuff. I, I, I just, my vision, my my idea changed about what I wanted. But then it turned out that I didn't want a baby. I was like, no, I'm going to work. I'm going to do I'm gonna do as much work as I can. I'm going to make the most of what I can do. And then I got pregnant. Okay, let's Unexpectedly, talk about this. by a one-night stand. Uh, this is, it's, I mean, you couldn't write this story. I feel like obviously it has been written and knocked up, but I feel like this is, <laughs> this is like an even better version. For those of you who don't know... Jesse, you have to tell the story of how you got pregnant with your first. Well, so basically I was on this mission to to date and like actually see different, you know, try and be like I didn't ever want to be in a long-term relationship in my 20s because I thought that that would it just never happened and then because it didn't happen, I think I got defensive and I was like I don't want it. Yeah. Um, but actually, I think I, I just never met the right person. But basically, then I got—I was 26, and I was—I was actually working more than I've ever worked. Um, and I—I was—I—I just had like a fling with a musician who was the typical, you know, oh, I just, you know, I don't—I don't want a relationship, and I don't—I I want to be free. I'm a free spirit, and you know, he doesn't even know what instrument he plays, just plays, you know, it's like an unidentifiable <laughs> instrument and just couldn't pin him down. And because I was so hurt by that, like, tiny little fling, I was like, right, I am never going to get hurt again. I'm going to be, I'm going to have, I'm going to hurt them. <laughs> <laughs> and 
And so I, I dated, like, in the series of a week, I, like, dated, like, this is, I mean, I must have been, I didn't realise, because of my polycystic ovaries, I was just, I was, like, ovulating. Because <laughs> I, I was, rampant. like, I was, like, rampant. I was, like, so I dated, I dated, and in the series of this week, me trying to be strong and be, like, I'm going to get over him, I set up, uh, I, basically, Alfie had expressed an interest in me, which I was shocked by, because... I had fancied him for so long and also I had met him a couple of times but mainly once in at, at the Edinburgh Festival in 2012 when I'd been doing my first show and he he um <laughs> he pulled me to towards him I had ba- barely met him and I sat on his lap and this was so odd for me I've never sat on a man's lap I'm not that kind of per- I just <laughs> I'm not in like I just and I just remember thinking why am I sitting on his lap? This is so weird. This feels so right. Like, what's going on? Anyway, flash forward like um, two years, and we, for some reason, we were set up on this this date, or like basically his stepsister. I didn't realize was his. I didn't realize it was his stepsister, and I was friends with her. And she was like, "Oh yeah, if you want to go on a date, yeah, whatever, just do it." And then we arranged to go on this date, and I was like, "Right, this is going to be my mission to have casual sex, and I'm gonna." have sex with them, and then nothing will happen and I'll be fine. Um, and it turned out that we did we did have a one-night stand. And I, in the morning, I was like, right, you have to leave. I have to go and get an STD check. <laughs> so I, practical. Exactly. Because I'd arranged for it. Because I'm or, or my, my mission to be this kind of like like casual sex person is flawed because I'm so scared of getting STDs. <laughs> like, you pre-planned your so, appointment. Yeah, so I pre-planned the appointment <laughs> after my unusual amount of activity. And I, um, so I was like, I have to go. And weirdly, I left him in my bed and I was like, it just felt, it like weirdly felt so right. Yeah. Um, like Safe. weirdly, weirdly good. And like, I was just, I think because I was so scared of what had just happened with this guy, I was like, no, that isn't good. No, it's just this is fine. Just don't don't like him. Don't don't spend any more time with him because then you'll start liking him. Just get him out. Get him out. Get him out. So I did. I, well, I went out. I left him there, but I I left. And then he um and then I went on a few more dates that week, and I was like, oh, nothing's going on. Nothing's going on. And I was like, I'm fine. I am genuinely fine. I can just focus on myself and work. And then I so about three weeks later, I started getting really sick, and I. I was like, something's going on, and I didn't know. And, um, yeah, it turned out I was pregnant. And that it was a really interesting t- time because I I just auditioned. I, so I basically don't really work as an actress, but for once I had auditioned for something and I had got a recall, and it was for a quite a good series, and this never happens to me. And I was, like, so wanted the job, and I didn't... I just didn't believe I was pregnant. Like, I rang my mum. My mum was like, I was like, I don't know what's going on. Like, I've, I, I have, like, my boobs hurt. And I, like, I'm really tired. And like, she's like, oh. <laughs> I was like, no, 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 I'm not. Anyway, I did the test and I was immediately, I was pregnant. And, um, but because I was still so in shock and that my body had done this, given I had never had periods, like, yeah. it was so weird. Um, I just was in denial. And so I, I basically just focused on this job and I was like, I'm going to get this job, I'm going to get this job and I'm not going to think about it. Alfie, in the meantime, had arranged, wanted to go on a second date, which I was shocked by again yeah. 
But I was like, no, I'm not, no, 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 because I didn't want to, I don't want to involve him at this point because I was like, well, I'm going to lose it. I'm obviously going to lose the baby. I'm going to have a miscarriage. Everyone has it. I'm, like, I'm going to have a miscarriage. Of course I'm going to have a miscarriage. Um, and so I was just like, okay, well, I'm not going to involve him and then have a miscarriage. And then be like, oh, great. And well, what do we do now? <laughs> so I was just like, okay, I'm going to just keep going with my own thing. But then it got to the point where I was like, okay, this is actually happening. I actually am pregnant. What do I do? And also because the the thing about Alfie is that he is he had just gone through a divorce at the age of twenty four. <laughs> no, he got married at twenty four, and and he was he was in the process of a di- 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 separation or divorce. So I was very conscious of the fact that I was one of the first people he had had. Well, he had had a lot a lot of sex, but I was in in this spree of newly single things. Right. So I was like, I am not the person he wants to be with. He wants to be single. But, you know, otherwise he wouldn't have ended the marriage. Like, he wants to be single. And I just suddenly felt so scared that I was going to, you know, be a reason. Like, I didn't want to trap him. I know that sounds really unfeminist and stuff, but, like, you know, because he got me pregnant. But I was very conscious of I the, the I didn't want, I wanted him to be want to be with me regardless of anything. Yeah. Like, but it turned out that I... Yeah, so, oh, it's such a long story. But basically, I, so I got to about 16 weeks pregnant, so I was and quite did, far along. I mean, when you found out and you took a test and found out that you were pregnant, did, was your instinct like, yeah, I'm going to do this? Yeah, there was no question that I wasn't going to, but I know, I had no belief that my body could do that. So yeah. it wasn't, it just, it was, it was like a blur. There was no question of like having an abortion or anything. I just didn't believe my body could do it. To be honest, up until the the moment he came out, you were he, just... I just was like completely in denial, and because I was so shocked that my body could have made this, and then even when he came out and he was lying there, he didn't breathe. He didn't breathe for a while, and this like massive doctors rushed in, and I was like, well, of course, of course, like of course I couldn't do yeah, it. He's pretend, of course. Yeah, like, yeah. This is, a... and then Alfie took a photo of Donny on the table, so I couldn't see him because I was like I couldn't move because of all the drugs. Um, the doctors had made him finally cry. And so Alfie went and took a photo of him on his phone. And so the first thing I saw was a photo that Alfie brought over to me to show, look, it's real. That's him. He's here. It was like, so yeah, so I just, I, I, I didn't believe it would happen. But then it got to the point where I was over 12 weeks. Yeah. So I was like, okay, it's I've lasted this long. I better tell him. Yeah. But he was still, you know... I just was still really scared to tell him because I didn't. I I had I'd avoided going on a second date out of kind of self protection, and then I I was I got the I had got this job, and so I was like, okay, I've got to lie because I was so sure they were going to fire me. Um, so I was like, okay, if I just get first day of filming done, then they can't. I'm on camera, so they can't fire me. So I got I did the first day on camera. I'm filming out of London. And then, so I'd, I was now secure and I told, I, I, I chickened out and I was like, I've got to tell the producers. And luckily the producer just had a baby. So he was like, he was very nice. Um, and he was like, it's fine. It is fine. This is important. Like, it, you're, we can just hide it, you know. And luckily I was, I really didn't show very much. So I was like, so they were able to hide it. So I was now, I was confident in his job. And I was like, okay, now I have to tell him. And it happened to be on his 27th birthday which I didn't plan. And um <laughs> and he 
actually no to be honest I told him by text message this is really bad I told him him by text message because I was like I can't tell him face to face because that's just too intense so I was like so he basically I said to him I wasn't planning to tell him by text I was like I was on the train to Hungerford and I was like okay we should probably what do you want to go for a drink and he was like the first thing he said back I said because I was um because I was worried that he was going to say he didn't want to go for a drink. So I was like, I've got to, I've got to make it like that he has to go for a drink. So I was like, um, <laughs> I said something about Courtney Kardashian star sign because he's got the same star sign, <laughs> Aries. And um, so I was like, oh, so you have the same birthday as Courtney Kardashian. Um, also, I think we should go for a drink because I have to, like, I, I, I think we should go for a drink. And he was like, why? Pregnant or diseased? That's the first thing he says. He knew. To be honest, he had actually said that, like, uh, like straight after the one night stand, he'd been like, I, I, I sent him a joke text saying pregnant before I knew I was pregnant. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> you mean you couldn't write this? I uh, know, I really couldn't. And, and then, but this is before I knew. Anyway, so then he was like pregnant or diseased. And I was like, um, and so I just sent him a photo of the scan. <laughs> no. That's the first thing you saw. But what, did I, he believe that? Because I would have, he'd be like, Cause she's, a funny, she's a funny girl. Sending me a picture yeah, of a yeah, scan and he'd be like, no. I can't believe I did that. Like, I can't believe... It's like a different person. So immature. No. Like, I can't believe I did but that. But I feel like you, you, you're downplaying in the fact that I think it's so scary to tell anyone that you're pregnant, even if you're married and planning it. It's such a big thing. You were telling someone that you've had a one-night stand with four months later that you're yeah, having a baby. I was so sure that he would... I was so... So basically, in that interim period I had decided I was definitely having this baby and it was my baby yeah and I was whatever happened whatever he wanted to do I was going to be okay so I'd already decided that I had the support from my mom I had my sister you know I was fine so whatever he came to I whatever he brought to the table I was going to be okay with yeah because I hadn't formed an attachment yet to him because I hadn't spent time with him like, I obviously fancied him and I obviously really liked him, but I hadn't allowed myself to even contemplate that because I was like, this is more, something more important is going on here. I'm trying to create a human. And I was on board with that now. And um, so when he did, so I told him, and we, it was his birthday, and like he came outside this pub and he was like, he just did this monologue about, which I was just blown away by. How long after was this? From this was the, the day, after, day after. The day after, and he was like, "I want to be involved. I want to do everything. I want to be there for you. I want to come to every scan. I want to like the beautiful, beautiful like declaration." And I was so moved by it and so shocked because no one had ever shown that interest in me and protection. And he was such a, like a good man, like. Just yeah. really not. I'm so, so like, what is going on? And then what happened is that we we did, we just kind of like completely fell in love. Like, it was almost like it was, it was so scary because obviously when you, you he was just terrified and he still is terrified. Like, we're still so new. Like, yeah. <laughs> he was just absolutely terrified of calling me his girlfriend and didn't want to have sex with me because he didn't want to, you know, think that he thought that that would, you know, m- m- he didn't want to hurt me. 
But I was like, well, we're we're having a baby. Like, there's just you know, like, who else is gonna have sex with me? You're gonna have sex with me. So no, anyway, we just we really absolutely fell completely in love and like had a really amazing bonding time as I was growing. And then on the day he was born, he said he loved me. And um, oh my god, Jesse, this is so I know amazing. so beautiful. And like he was, he was just amazing. He was amazing, and and also he. Watching, because he was a boy, and he's a he's a stand up comedian. The most immature people in the world, male stand up comedians, like he he grew like overnight. The second Donny was out, he was a man, and 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 watching him develop as a father in the last four years has been absolutely beautiful. And I I just because we're still so we still are finding out stuff about each other. We're we barely dated because we we're now like still learning things about each other, and it's just I feel like the luckiest person. I feel like Donny is like the luckiest thing that could have ever happened to me, like a miracle. The fact that I got pregnant, anyway, like, and it just I just feel so unbelievably lucky. It's just I think navigating your way through parenthood with someone that you've been with for a very 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 long time is the most difficult thing and it breaks couples so quickly and navigating your way into parenthood but while also sort of navigating way through each other learning each other and discovering each other I mean must have been yeah kind of it's very very it's very hit and met like very delicate because we don't have the foundation yeah because we didn't have a relationship before I got pregnant um so, and my instinct with any the short relationships I've been in is to the second something goes wrong, I'm like, okay, bye, yeah. bye. Um, so, and I do, and I did do that. So, like, whenever we had a fight, I would be like, well, let's just break up then. Let's just break up, and that ruined it. Actually, now I'm realizing. Um, and and I think if you if you've planned a baby and you're in a relationship, you're married, maybe or whatever. Um, you're in a solid relationship and you get pregnant, it's very different because you have decided you're on this journey together. But we were suddenly on this road that we didn't mean to go down and we're together and we're, we're, we're parenting and we're like, we're just taking... This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. 
Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Yeah, step by step. Um, so it's, it's really, really difficult. And it does mean that I feel quite insecure a lot of the time because I'm like, but he didn't choose this and... I didn't choose this, and we'd, would we be here? If, would we be here yeah. if it didn't happen? But that's the, the breakup has been the, the best thing. <laughs> so yeah, we we're gonna, yeah, we're, yeah, we're going to get to that. In but a it's actually been the best thing. But and also, you can't live your life going. You know, would it be different if Donny wasn't here? Would we be together? And would we? It's just yeah. that. It's just life doesn't work that way. And I do like to think that we would have gone on a we would have gone on a second date if I hadn't got pregnant. And I think that I would have we would have like had a semblance of a relationship for a few months, and then I've been like, okay, call me your girlfriend, and he'd have been like, no. <laughs> And then we were like, okay, fine, let's just continue going on like this. And then we would have broken up. And then eventually, like two years later, we were like, okay, fine, call me your girlfriend. (laughs) So I think we would have got here eventually. Going back to finding out that you were pregnant, at the age of 20, you were very prepared to be a single mum. You were Mm. like, I'm going to have a baby. I want to be a single mum. Then you get pregnant and you prepare yourself to be a single mum. Also, how were your family... So my mum was absolutely... When I got pregnant. Yeah, as in when you said, listen, I'm pregnant and I'm having this baby and I will probably be doing it alone and I need yeah. I need you. Well, the, the, funny, <laughs> the funny thing is they... So my mum wasn't... When I called her back after I'd gone to get a test and I said, OK, so you were right, I am right. She was like, fuck. <laughs> and I was like, oh, well... And she was... And then, and then within two minutes, she's, she always reacts and then she's absolutely brilliant. She's yeah. so adaptable. And she was like, great, yep, this, we're going to do this, it's going to be fine. And my little sister was, you know, brilliant. And I didn't tell my my brothers for a little bit and my dad was, was fine with it. But the funny thing is because they had seen Alfie do comedy, because we had, in 2012, we had we had shared a dressing room because he was on in the same venue as me and they had seen Alfie <laughs> at the end of his show that year had two really big dildos <laughs> as a prop. And my poor mum, who did all my props and everything, was having to, like, navigate around the dressing room around these big dicks. <laughs> so she had met Alfie already and was like, he's gorgeous. Oh, my God, he's go-. like I And we were going to see his show and my mum had flirted with him. Like my mum really liked Alfie from, from before this happened. So when she found out that it was Alfie, she was like, oh, my God. <laughs> this is fantastic. Yeah, and she loved it and... and but also because me and my mum are we're, we're we're secure we yeah. we can we've got this like Alfie was still able to be this kind of free and he still is really and that I know that a lot of people don't think that's good because you know but we just are doing it a different way we're very we're doing we're, our family is very unconventional and we all have a role to play and it's not just two parents bringing up two children we're like. There's a lot of people going around. Yeah, which is, I feel like, what I have, and I think it's such an amazing thing. When I found out that I was pregnant, which wasn't planned at all, and I definitely was in quite an unstable and slightly unhappy relationship when I found out, and I sat my parents... The minute I did the test, I just... I never doubted that this was the right baby at mm-hmm. the wrong time, and mm-hmm. it was so powerful that it, it shocked me, and I wasn't frightened, I wasn't scared, I was so calm... 
But I did, when I told my family, which I knew, I knew my mum would find it really heartbreaking because she knew that I was so naive to love and I was like, you fall in love, you get married, have a baby and you live happily ever after and, you know, my parents were still together and and so I think she knew that sort of that kind of world was about to crumble for me and the world I was going to see it in a different way. And, but my dad was actually, the minute I told him he was amazing and leapt up and sort of helped me and was like, I love you and it's all going to be okay. But we had this two weeks where I didn't actually tell them what, what was going to happen. I said that I was pregnant. But in those two weeks... Every night, as a fact, I think I told actually my brothers a little bit later, maybe four days after I told them, actually, we sat around the table and we went through everything, like every scenario that could happen, sort of every way that I could, you know, raise a baby so that they were so, they were prepared, like no one was, they were prepared. We were all prepared to sort of do this as a team and me and Rudy's dad, you know, maybe might not be together and that was going to be okay and I was capable of doing it as a single mum and and so when I said you know it's I am having the baby it was such a supportive environment yeah that's so nice it's, and also it's amazing like the relationship that you know I think it's we're so lucky is that, that our kids have with our family it's mm. like it's not like oh granny that I see once a month oh, it's God, like yeah. they're so involved and yeah. that's such a kind of uniquely special thing and I'm yeah. so grateful for my it. mum is as much their mother as me yeah like the, the and my sister as well um and it's just it's I wouldn't have changed that and so when he was first born Donnie we I lived with my mum and my brother and my sister yeah. and Alfie came back and forth and it was like a little it community yeah, yeah it's yeah. a community and so I do think that's the best way um and and I, I like being able to share that. It was such a joyful thing having a baby. And I feel like if it just makes you realise that life is like, that's what it's about, really. It's about, it makes everyone happier. It's brought my family closer. Yeah, it does. It's It's been brilliant. It's amazing. Yeah. So you then had Donny and yours and Alfie's relationship was flourishing. You then got pregnant with Margot when so I got Don, I got pregnant with Margot when when Donnie was just under one and was and you and Alfie were together were you living together at this point so basically we moved in together when Donnie was nine months yeah so we've been living with my mum and then moved in together and that's when things started to get a bit more difficult in okay right now we're we are a couple, a couple and we're having a baby yeah. and we have got a baby and you know, we're both working and trying to do everything and, and it's quite stressful and it's, it's not as easy as having my mum around the entire yeah. time. And um, and so that's when... It, and, and what should have happened in retrospect is we should have just calmed down and just been like, OK. But what happened is then we we then decided we were going to try and buy a house. It was all got very real, very adult. And then then I got... I was now pregnant. We, was Margot planned? Yeah, yeah. Really, like, really... Like brilliantly planned, <laughs> um, and it was just it was brilliant. The the that pregnancy was brilliant because I I was like I I knew what was happening. Um, I was like I decided I was going to do things slightly differently when the baby was born. I was like, you know, like little things like oh I can choose what clothes she wears and I can I know what the best thing is for her. Like, I know what nappies are like. I mean, they're like yeah. tiny little decisions that you are kind of, when you're a young mum, it's kind of taken away from you like slightly because people think they know better. So 
Um, Did you enjoy the pregnancy as well with Margot Moore because you were like, my body can do this and and I can enjoy this now and I don't, you know. Definitely, although I did have a a scare early on where I was thought there there, there might have been a, a, like a chromosome thing and I was like, I had this week where I was told I have to go in for a re-scan and I was just like sure that something would be wrong again and I was like, so I had to contemplate what, what what would I do if there was something wrong with the baby? Mm. And I, and again, I was like, I just don't think I can have an abortion. I don't think I can. And but I never even contemplated having an abortion. Um, so yeah. So I, but then it, then it was all fine. And then I enjoyed it. So yeah. I, so I did had a tricky beginning. But um, when Margaret was born, we just it was now very <laughs> like we just we were so naive and and just. I was very tired and I was like, I don't know. So we did, we broke up very prematurely and too abruptly and I regret it deeply. Um, but I don't change, I wouldn't change anything because of how much we've grown in this in this breakup and how great we are now. So I feel like it was all good, but we, we made every mistake you could have made. Yeah. <laughs> how long How long was your breakup? Um, so we broke up when Margot was technically, we went to, stupidly, went to Edinburgh Festival when Margaret was three weeks old because I was like, oh, you know, Alfie doesn't want to be in Edinburgh alone. Yeah. Like, when I've got the new baby, he's going to miss the new baby too much. He's going to miss the late nights. He's going to miss the early stuff. Like, we've got to be in Edinburgh with a new baby. Uh, I should have not gone to Edinburgh with a new baby and we should have wait, left Alfie to do his thing. But I insisted we go and we basically broke down throughout Edinburgh Festival because I was so tired and we were stupidly in this flat where we was up loads of stairs and with Donny who was he was so like he was only like 20 months old like he was still a baby and I had no idea how to deal with two babies mm. so I couldn't really go out of the house and I tried stupidly I tried going out on my own so I thought no Alfie no you just focus on your show you focus on your show Alfie I'll go out with the babies on my own went out Margot was too small, she was too tiny to get into a baby carrier. So I had to kind of hold her in the baby carrier. Donnie pushed the buggy with one hand. Um, I went to the park and I basically just had a breakdown in the park. I had to ask a stranger because Donnie crawled up this slide. I had to ask a stranger to get him down. I just felt so stupid and, and not prepared for this and not like I felt like a fraud. And I think that kind of catalyzed our breakup because I got increasingly like stressed and he got increasingly kind of like I think slightly in denial about everything yeah and um yes we broke up very very when Margaret was kind of 10 weeks old um stupidly like we should have just had a sleep yeah (laughs) but it's you just make rash decisions so easily and you then jump on them and then you're going okay well we've made it now so Was and he had he got a TV that was way too big and that was the last straw and I was like I am gone, I am gone. <laughs> and um, so then we had like a we we broke up and it was horrendous horrendous. What was <laughs> what was the reality of throughout sort of when you were twenty and then when you got pregnant for the first time you were prepared to be a single mother, but then you weren't. What was then the reality of actually being a single mother? Um, well, the the, prob- the difference is because they were so young. Like, mm. Margot was a tiny baby when we broke up. Like, I was still in the... It was so much easier to be single because I had my mum around every night. She helped me do the bath time in the bed. Like, they went to bed. I then 
ate dinner and then I went to bed and I breastfed all night and then I got up and then it's much easier. When you have a guy, when you have your, when you, you still want to like, you know, have fun with them and, and watch stuff with them and entertain them and be cool. Like, yeah. I didn't have to worry about that element of it. I didn't have to worry about entertaining him and or or, you know, like I could just have a routine, which is crucial when they're babies because otherwise if you don't go to bed at nine you are fucked the next day yeah so I it was actually easier in that hormonal flurry of breastfeeding and them being so young and I was like actually this is easier and I think that's partly why I did it secretly because I was like I can handle this better on my own I can do this bit yeah I (laughs) I can cope with this and and another person involved who can't cope it makes it so stressful it's also hard for it is hard for a man when you've got a young baby because they are slightly emasculated because they can't they can't do it as well as you they yeah. can't breastfeed it like they want you more than them so it was actually easier to be like just just go and do your thing which I didn't mean for him to be to like fuck everyone <laughs> but like you know, just go and do your thing and I'll handle this bit but then as they got older and I started having more time but also as they needed more stimulation so they weren't just babies that's when it got really hard and that's actually when I was like okay I need someone here with me I want someone here with me to go through this because I am really tired and I'm I need support and that's when it was really tricky because by this point Alfie I'd kind of he he just wasn't quite ready to realized that the the support I needed was in really practical ways um because we still always had a brilliant relationship even when we were broken up like it's but he he really like I just don't think he's he realized the it was it was about forcing me to go back to bed so he could so I could sleep in and they could get up on but he wasn't there he wasn't living with us so he couldn't do those kind of things so I had kind of you know I had made things more difficult for myself um but my mom was my saviour and she was she was like the only reason I got through it um, and then it has all got then I moved in with my mum and my sister so you moved back in so me and my sister and my mum moved into a house with the babies and for the first time I then had help and mm. I like so I could go out and even I had a I had you know could see my friends again I could you know it was it was suddenly like okay that I, I I'm this. never going back to that yeah. again because it was a, it was a year of, of being alone with them and I it was like an island it was I was it was quite isolating and I mean I I had this routine I worked so hard like I would I would I get got more done but I was it, I I can't go I couldn't have gone through that again were you resentful towards Alfie for him it's because it's just it's so easy they walk out the door and they go back to their normal life and then they can come and they over can and come play. in and play and the kids go kind of and you're there going fuck I know but then also I feel bad for him because I was like no I don't want to be without them ever I never ever want to have them yeah. go away so I was I and, and I feel sorry for him because I was like that is why the breakup is so horrible because I don't want to say goodbye for two days to them yeah ever. like I don't ever want that so I felt so bad because I'd be like, no, they're sleeping with me. Like, I'm not going to do that. And and so he he lost out there. Whereas, so I do feel bad, but he he did have the good times with them and he did step up. And he's grown so much as a father. He's a brilliant, brilliant dad now. Like, and he he always has been. But he it was it was much harder when they were young, like really young. 
It's I it's I think it's just very hard for men at the beginning, mm. isn't it? For all but yeah. It, he's so much better now at doing it and he's he's better than me in certain ways. Like he's he's it's just amazing to have seen how he's grown like that. Yeah. It's so interesting when you talk about the the ache of being like when I I can't describe the pain that it, like emotionally and I feel physically when you're away from your child. It's like it's so I I just I don't cope but I also know that I I have to do it sometimes and it's really good and uh, you know really good for a relationship just to step away and yeah. you know have time to you know build your relationship away from from a child but I feel like there's no one else that has that like this is physical like this yeah. is like it's like my body is constantly pulling me to him and I'm constantly having to be like just wait yeah you know, get to and you know, men don't they don't have it they don't have it they don't like I so even just going away for two days I, I'm I'm really I hate it yeah but then I do know it's important and stuff and and you have to really kind of force it and the anxiety I've I've never had anxiety before and then I had really bad separation anxiety from Rudy when he was young and then I now get like I am like a sweaty anxious mess if I know that I'm leaving him for a night and mm. I really I like I can now talk myself sort of down it but I'm like oh my god he's gonna miss me so much and I can't and you know and he's fine he's having the best time in the whole entire world he's completely fine and I know I can't I I that's that's the one thing I'm finding I just don't know how to 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 get through that really so what I try and do is I've I've tried to make my job as flexible as possible so that I can work in the evenings I, I see them more in the day but now I've just put them into nursery and I, the first, and I was like, I have to do this because I have to get my work done so I can have money, so I can, and the first two days she was at nursery because I'd been with her for two years solidly and then I was like, I just, I just cried the whole day. Yeah. Like, I just can't, yeah. I can't deal with it. Um, so yeah, it's, it's not easy. Yeah. So you and Alfie then got back together. Well, no, we're not back together, but we're not, we're just, we're really, we're, we're almost like, dating yeah which is starting from the beginning starting from the beginning again it's it's actually amazing it's really we're very lucky to be able to do that and also you're so much more grown up yeah as a new you forget in your 20s how quickly each section is and how much you develop from 21 to 24 to 24 to sort of you know so on and, and it does that mind space does it makes such a huge difference in who you are and the way yeah. you have a relationship and the way that you negotiate a relationship. Yeah, exactly. And I was, I was so, I was so new to relationships and stuff. We, we yeah, we're we're like best friends, and also now we're just, we're just. I'm just so scared. I don't ever want to break up again. So, and he doesn't either. So, I think what we're doing is just kind of being in denial about the fact that we are together, but just, just not saying it anything. And- and there's no rush because, you know, we 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 we've got they we've got them, and they'll always be the first thing that we. So we're just trying to have fun together, and and because they are slightly older, I can go away for a couple of days, and my mum can have them, and and it's like oh we're just it's, it's we so weird, couple, it's yeah. like it's really weird. Um, so we've got through the other side, but the like I do believe like I was meant to be with him. And because I do, I, I do really I do really believe that and and so I I just feel like every step has actually been right. Yeah, and Even, just life works in the most mysterious way. And I think we all grow up thinking that it's going to be conventional, and when it's not, it throws you. Mm. But actually, an unconventional life is 
maybe even more magic. Yeah, and but in weirdly, because I always thought I would be unconventional, I always thought I wouldn't have the normal way. Actually, being in a like a happy couple with two children, like it's re- like I find that slightly like terrifying because it's like okay, but what does this mean? It doesn't mean we're together forever. Do we get a, a mortgage? Like, what do we do? Yeah. Like, um, obviously, we can't get a mortgage. I mean, come on, but like, um, like. It's so I'm finding that's the new scary thing. It's like okay, so, so we're just trying to like okay, just just ignore that everything's everything's really great at the moment, but just don't say anything about it. Don't say anything about it. Um, before I ask you the last question, I just quickly want to talk about work. How I feel like you've sort of soared since becoming a mum. You know, your your career's kind of gone up. But I had to. I had to though. Crucially, <laughs> do, yeah, it does have to. But how has that balance been? Well, basically, it's only. What I feel like I did is I realised my strengths in, in my... What I like doing the most is drawing. And I, I'd always been like, that's what I want to do more than anything else. My acting never, ever worked out and everything. So what I found is when I had the baby, I suddenly just drew more. And because I, that was the one thing I could do one-handed when I was yeah. breastfeeding and everything. And weirdly, that's... Now my life revolves around, my career revolves around my illustrations and because I've got, because it's fitting, I've, I've fitted into my life and them and that's led to other opportunities but my, my, my day job is drawing which I can do with them around and like I've just tried to alter my whole, all of the things I can do so that I can I don't know. I'm not explaining it very well, but no, I basically, I, I just, I've, I've, I've managed Imagine. to do what I like doing, and realise right, I need to work hard at that thing because that's what I'm best at. So, I basically have just cut out everything that I'm that's wasting time. Yeah. Because that means I'm not going to be with them. So, the thing that I can do well, I try and do the best I can, and make it as time efficient as possible. But um. But I've also got I've got better at managing time since being a mother because I know that if I've got one hour, I need to make the most of that hour. Yeah. So if I've got one hour, I make the most of it. Whereas I used to spend days being like, oh, I'll just write a paragraph. Um, yeah. So I'm actually like, I think that's the main thing. Do you wake up before your children and work? Well, that's what my, this is the show I'm doing at the moment. It's called Sunrise and it's all about me trying to wake up at 4am to do my work before they get up. Trying to be this power woman that everyone's talking about. Um, I lasted three days. I can't. I just. I. I look at those Instagram mums and I go, Oh my god, they've been to the gym mm. and they've been on a run and they've Who's made all that. Their... The kids when they're yeah, at the gym. Exactly. <laughs> I always think of that question as well. I'm like, Wait a minute. I just. Can't, I. I and I really. I snooze my alarm four times. Yeah. I can't. I just. Can't, I wish I was. I no. wish I was that woman. Sometimes no. I pretend I am. No. And it, I tell people that I am. <laughs> I did it for one day. I did it for one day. I did get a lot done, but then I, I was exhausted for about two weeks after that yeah. day. So. And also the day's over by 11 o'clock. You're like, I've lived a day. Yeah. It's, bed, it's bedtime. <laughs> no, so I don't get up before them. I just, I try and do like enough when they're at nursery. Yeah. But um, that's not really. And also, I'm I'm paying so much for nursery. Like, it's not even worth it. <laughs> I'm just waiting till they go to school. I'm like, okay, I'll do stuff then. Yeah. Um, okay. The last question that I ask everyone is: What is one bit of advice, one bit of advice that you would give your childless self? Slow down. <laughs> I think I was so scared in my early twenties of not being in a relationship and not 
having the jobs I wanted and I was worried about getting older. I don't know. I mean, like, crazy. I was, like, worried about getting older at 21. But it's, like, now just, like, just if I just relaxed and just accept that it will happen, um, I think I would have embraced what happened better. I think as I was so scared and worried, I didn't really enjoy the developments. And so I think, yeah. And I remember I used to run everywhere. Like I used to, in my, (laughs) yeah, it was on the cusp of my 20s, I would be so anxious about what I was going to do with my life um, because I didn't know what I wanted to do and I didn't have a straightforward career, a viable career option. So like, I think I was so scared that I would, I just got really anxious. And so when when I was walking somewhere, I would be like, no, I've got to get there faster. I've got to get there faster. So I've just run. (laughs) <laughs> I'd be walking along with friends and I'd be like, okay, we'll just, okay, I'm, I'm going to run that. I'll see that. I'll see that. Um, so that just, I, if I just slow down literally and not run, I think I would have been a little more enjoyable to be around. And, um, and I think I would have been, embraced the changes more as I got older. And, and now I'm, that's the one thing I try and remind myself daily. It's just like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Like doing that thing, that email, like doesn't matter right now. Like you enjoy what they're doing in front of you, and you know, you know, turn off the TV and just like look at them. Yeah. Like I, I'm trying to do that more. Yeah, I think that's a great bit of advice. Oh, Jess, this has been amazing. I feel like I can talk to you for hours. I didn't even have to look at my notes once, Aww. and I wrote so many. <laughs> oh, thank well you so, thank you so much. much, and thank you to Wise Buddha and Sembler and Pink Protest. See you next time. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.